1: Yeah, it did. We had a dusting. A dusting,
0: of, which is the perfect kind of snow for Kentucky.
1: Is it legit that I saw a a blip on social media that said the Buffalo region, which is where I grew up, okay. is expecting the worst snowfall, snowstorm in like 25 years or something like that? Is it, have you heard about this? And Zeus, the Bumble Snow Monster of the North strikes again. So you have heard about... Logan, that was Logan chiming in, who doesn't have a mic. Like, you you can't chime in. Like, nobody heard you. He said three, he to, said, five yes, three to five feet. feet. You know what it was like when Which I grew up? Sounds
0: average. You grew for up outside of Chicago. Chicago you, yeah. you had snow. We had some snow.
1: I mean, it was like you get a foot and you'd go to school. Clear off the roads, bada-bing, you're yeah. there.
0: I don't know if they still do that or if that was just a generation. Oh, no, they generation. still do that. Okay.
1: Well... Here's the deal. They do that uh, until the temperatures. Now they're sensitive to the temperatures. Well,
0: we had temperature cutoffs because you can't be at the bus stop mm, under a certain temp. Yeah. But, yeah, the bus would come barreling down the mm-hmm. snowy roads. Well, they just
1: had the equipment to yeah. do that. I, When I first came to Kentucky, I had a very immature arrogance about snowfall and handling cold weather or handling inclement weather. Mm-hmm. And I had this idea like, what? You cancel for a dusting? What or what what is that? Like we don't there's no I'd look out my window and the kids would be home from school and I'd be like, there's no snow. What are you doing? Like why are we canceled from snow? My wife in her infinite wisdom informed me that that's fine looking out our window in the, you know, somewhat urban area not the back roads of mountainous eastern mm-hmm. Kentucky or even some counties around Fayette, which is Lexington, where they can't get there. So, I mean, there's no salt trucks. There's no plows. There's nothing. And so the, the school bus is not going to climb the hill, whether there's a dusting or not. And it ain't going to happen. So they shut down school. Now, my philosophy on that is... We're in a day and age with technology. Couldn't they kind of say, okay, if you live in this region and you can't get to school, you're you're working from home today, right? Because we now have that capability due to COVID. If you're in this region, your bus will be there. You're expected to come to school, yeah. but they kind of blanket it. They kind of say, well, you're in or you're out. I don't. I don't know if I agree probably with some that.
0: equality thing.
1: Well, there is for sure. I mean, you don't yeah. want to. I mean, no say question. Only
0: certain kids can go to school that day.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if the bus can't get there, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Anyways,
0: but we also get a lot more ice than we get snow. a lot of
1: ice. People, I didn't realize. In terms of
0: ice, on the minute it hits the road, and all of a sudden you can't stop.
1: So. Yeah, ice in our region is very, very tricky, and the reason is is that you get rain. Right, we have this. We have this mild temperature as the seasons are turning. What normally would be snow in the Northeast is rain to us, and then overnight temperatures drop certain levels, you know, below freezing, and everything freezes. And it just be- and then again we don't have the trucks we don't have the salt we don't have anything to deal with that and it becomes a mess. There's been some doozies of snowstorms. Daniel was quote interviewing you know came to kind of check things out prior to moving across country when you were living in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You brought your wife. Yeah, this is
0: my second visit. Her first visit.
1: And we had a terrible. She landed storm. into a. Ice horrible, storm. horrible ice storm. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Power out at our house. Yeah. Like where you were supposed to be mm-hmm. staying with us, we had to go awesome. with some family members. Where you and we were all sleeping on the floor. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Good we're times. It. Uh, Why didn't we just get a hotel? A good
0: question. <laughs> Wasn't
1: all in right. the budget, I guess. It probably was not in the budget. All right, we got some good questions today. Well. One good question on this podcast, and then we'll be cutting a subsequent podcast. Keep those questions coming. Uh, I told my my middle schooler, he freaked out this morning when he realized Christmas was right around the corner, and he was like, I don't have any money, Dad. I got to make some money. How do I make some money? And one of the things I told him was, hey, send in a question for DIY Money Junior, and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. As long as it makes the cut. Oh, I think it'll make the cut. I don't know. That's the rigorous. Junior's rise to the top. I mean, when we get a junior question, it's like, bam, I put it in.
0: Quality control. We'll see.
1: All right. Anyways, let's go. We got a question from Mindy today. What do you got? D-I-Y. Hey, guys. This is Mindy, and thanks for your show. I really enjoy all your tips. So here's my question. At the beginning of the year or the first part of the year, I worked for an employer and maxed out my HSA account. Well, then I got a new job partway through the year, and um, they automatically added another 1200 to a separate HSA account, and now I'm over what's allowed for my maximum. So now I don't know what to do. So could you tell me um, what I can do so that I don't get penalized for having too much in my in an HSA account? Thanks. So I'm going to kick this one right to Daniel, because I have no idea. I genuinely have no clue. So I can add some color to how wonderful HSAs are, which you normally do as well. But what does Mindy do? School has begun.
0: So that's actually not an uncommon sort of scenario. It happens with HSAs, IRAs, 401Ks, all the sorts of uh, A's. A's and various types of retirement, basically tax-advantaged accounts. It's not uncommon because they have some type of limit, whether that's an income limit or an annual contribution limit. And you can only uh, put it up to those limits. But sometimes life happens, like in this scenario, and uh, there's an over-contribution that happens. What you have to do in that instance is work with your custodian, which is uh, just the legal term for the place that your account is held. So that could be a Schwab, a Fidelity, a whatever HSA bank type of thing that you have that at. Uh, In your instance, because the employer made a a contribution on your behalf, you would probably be actually talking to the custodian of the one that you have independently. uh, Because if you unwind the employer one, I presume that's going to go back to the employer. And that's not what you want. You want to take that free money, you want to unwind the portion. Of yours, and what you'll do is you'll you'll talk to the custodian, say, hey, there was an over contribution. They're going to run a calculation, uh, especially if there was any gains. Like this typically happened in an invested HSA or in a IRA or four hundred one k. You'll have gains on some of that, and that has to typically be unwound too. Sounds complicated, but they've done this before. Uh, they'll kind of have a calculation that they can do. They'll send you that back. You'll have to pay some taxes on anything uh, that had a gain on it, things of that nature. But you want to get this done fairly promptly, if you leave those funds in the account from tax year to tax year, you'll pay what's called an excise tax on that a 6% excise tax. So there's no way to sort of get around this and go, Hey, can I just pay a one time sort of penalty, but leave it in there? And then kind of just have over contributed for, you know, future years, etc. No, you just you have to unwind it, start afresh. And then next year going into it, you'll even if you turn around, hang on to that cash and make the contribution next year, you just kind of have to do that. So it's the nuts and bolts. Talk to your custodian; they'll have a process for. Do
1: it, it sooner rather than later.
0: Just get it done, yeah, because it well, gets messy if you. Well, because if you go into the, the following
1: line. year, now you're you're done. It's not going to happen, right?
0: Yeah, well, then you get into paying some penalties and things like that, and you so don't you want to do that. So e- get, get, get it on
1: it immediately. As soon as you, I, I I got this question, bumped it to the top because I knew time was of the essence. So get on it. Call the custodian and uh, and go ahead and make that. You know, do whatever paperwork's needed to be done to get that taken care of. Which Great. is a good principle for financial
0: missteps or mistakes in general. Like, Yeah, for sure. If, if, if something happens hesitate. and you're like, even if it wasn't a mistake that you intentionally made, right? Uh, anything like this, financial-wise, it's, hey, take action on it. Get it done right away because the consequence of taking care of a any type of financial misstep will typically be less the sooner that you rectify it, basically.
1: Had someone in the office the other day, young person. We were doing uh, sort of an update on a bigger picture plan, uh, wealth sort of development process, if you will. And uh, Logan just said, "You know, uh, we want to explore HSAs." And the individual said, "Well, we have an HSA, you know, but we don't ever contribute. Who, Who actually does that? That's you know, why would we do that?" And the light bulb went off. Obviously, not a podcast listener, no problem. But the light bulb went off that wow we haven't talked about that in a long time I mean, we've gone through series where we've talked about it ad nauseum uh and you're you know big fan of hsas so maybe in a you know few minutes give the boilerplate update on on hsas especially as we roll into the end of the year and people might be thinking well how do i get some additional tax savings that are out there how do i we often hear this from young high earners where what else can i do right Mm -hmm. that that's that typical I'm maxing out my 401k I'm getting contribution I'm doing a Roth or I can't do a Roth what else can I do it's pretty common these days for employers to offer an HSA uh, and maybe they're in an enrollment season or something along those lines. So maybe give a, give a little bit of an overview again of what an HSA is, why it's key, what to look at, et cetera.
0: Sure. HSAs are fantastic because they are a health savings account, which means that you can put money in, get a tax deduction, and then use that those funds tax-free for medical purposes, to reimburse yourself uh, for health care expenses. That could be things like doctor's visits, prescriptions, things of that nature. Uh, you can also, and this is the strategy that a, a lot of people are starting to utilize more and more, you can invest those funds for the future uh, to cover basically your retirement health care costs. So you take out a big chunk of your retirement spending by Doing that. And the benefit of that is now in the future, you can utilize those funds to pay for things like Medicare premiums and just the higher general expense costs later in retirement. However, between now and then, you can save and document all of your health care receipts. And if you really needed to sometime along the way, you could reimburse yourself, say, in five or 10 years under current law. You could reimburse yourself at any time for any medical expenses you've incurred since you've started having your HSA. So if you started having an HSA in 2022, any medical expenses from 2022 and beyond uh, would be reimbursable by that HSA. So that could be very, very uh, useful tool. Uh, You get a deduction for the funds you put in an HSA, just like an IRA. So that comes off of kind of your top line income, if you will, from a tax perspective. You don't have to... uh, uh, itemize your deductions. So you can be utilizing the standard deduction and you'll still get kind of the income reduction for using the HSA. So, uh, ends up being a very powerful tool, uh, in some ways, even more powerful than say a a Roth IRA or traditional IRA. So if you have access to this, I would highly recommend that most people do a little bit
1: of, uh, homework on how that might work for you. It, uh, it is, uh, obviously you would assume this, but maybe some people don't. That means you have to have a high-deductible health plan. You can't just yeah. add an HSA with any health insurance plan that you're participating with. Yeah, and the funny thing
0: is it has to be a HSA-qualifying high-deductible health plan. So you might have a health plan, and in your mind you go, this is a really high-deductible. Therefore, I should have an HSA. Typically, the term HSA will be in the plan uh, title. So it'll be like if you go to the exchange or something, it'll be like bronze with HSA. Uh, Something of that nature. The deductibles have to fall within sort of a range. And it's not just because you think that they're high or because they're in fact high. There's a legislated range that the deductibles and the plan has to be built around and then that qualifies for an HSA. So it is fairly specific. You should have that in the title. I would challenge anybody if you're going through open enrollment at your place of employment. And you have the option between an HSA plan and a non-HSA plan. And you're looking at the HSA plan and going, it's actually a couple dollars more a month. I would challenge you to run the math on the versus basically paying those extra couple dollars more a month versus the deduction you're going to get for putting money in the HSA and how valuable that can be to you over time. Because a lot of times, unless you're in an extremely low tax bracket, a lot of times it's going to work out.
1: All right, there you go Mindy. Great question. Hopefully we provided some value and for those of you out there who maybe haven't dissected or looked into the HSA, now would be a good time. I think there's an old phrase I like to follow in my life. It's watch the pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves. And if you can pick up pennies especially by utilizing an HSA, it might be uh, it might be right for you. So make sure you look into that, talk to your employer about that, etc. All right. Keep the questions coming, especially as we roll into the end of the year. Uh, We want to make sure we have fresh content. So if you have seasonal questions that, you know, I always love this time of year when you get questions that are uh, relevant to maybe holidays or shopping or Christmas or budgeting or year end. So we're going to look for the relevant seasonal type questions. So if you have anything like that, please do send it to us podcast at diymoney.org. That's podcast at diymoney.org. And joking aside, if you have a youngster in your house, And they're curious. They're asking questions. There's been a lot in the news of late, especially regarding the cryptocurrency world and the markets and the economy and geopolitics. And I know it's been a topic of conversation in our car rides for sure. So if you have anybody in your house that has a curious question and they want to get a $25 Amazon gift card, we no longer do the stock thing. It started charging a fee, and that's obviously contrary to what we sort of – feel is appropriate so we x that and we'll send the junior a $25 amazon gift card as well which certainly could help them for their christmas shopping for you the parent there you go all right friends remember the secret to wealth is pretty simple live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very very long time make it a great one